Hi, I'm Dan, and I want to welcome you to Church Online. If it's your first time, please take a minute and fill out a quick guest link on our website after the broadcast. We would love to connect with you, no matter where you're watching from. You can also give online by going to lifechurchutah.com or by texting LCGIVE to 95577 at any time during this morning's service. Once again, thank you for making Life Church Online a part of your weekend. For more information, visit us at lifechurchutah.com. Stand with me, would you? I love God's Word. I want you to turn in your Bibles or your phones or... You, it's, it's on the insert, it's on the back of the insert. We're going to read a passage of scripture that is historical in nature, but it's also narrative. I believe God has directed uh, me today to share this word with Life Church. Again, I know that I'm an outsider coming in, but I really feel as I prayed for you every day. I just feel that the Lord is asking me to to wrap my arms around you and use the word of God to come alongside you and to encourage you, to challenge you, however the Lord wants to do it, to convict us who need to be convicted. I don't know if you are standing near someone that you think may need to be convicted. (laughs) So I want us to go to this passage of scripture, Exodus chapter number 5. We'll read the last two verses of this chapter and then jump into chapter 6. Moses returned to the Lord and said, Why, Lord, why? By the way, I'll stop there. Have any of you ever prayed or cried out to the Lord and the first two of your three words to the Lord were why? Yeah. He said, why, Lord, why have you brought trouble on this people? Is this why you sent me? Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought trouble on this people. And you have not rescued your people at all. In chapter 6, then the Lord said to Moses, now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. Because of my mighty hand, he will let them go. Because of my mighty hand, he will drive them out of his country. God also said to Moses, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself fully known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan where they resided as foreigners. Moreover, I have heard the groaning of the Israelites whom the Egyptians are enslaving, and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore, Say to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. 
Then you will know that I am the Lord your God who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians, and I will bring you to the land I swore with uplifted hand to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord. Verse 9, Moses reported this to the Israelites, but they did not listen to him because of their discouragement and harsh labor. I prefer the translation of the Hebrew words here, not harsh labor, but cruel bondage. Cruel bondage. Because of their discouragement and cruel bondage. Verse 10, then the Lord said to Moses, go tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to let the Israelites out of his country. But Moses said to the Lord, if the Israelites will not listen to me, why would Pharaoh listen to me since I speak with faltering lips? Heavenly Father, I thank you for the anointing that is upon your word. And I pray now that you will continue to hover over this congregation, over our friends. Speak into our lives. God, keep us from distraction. God, I ask that you will help me in the midst of my frailty. May you speak to us Speak to me today, Lord, through the preaching of your word. And all God's people said amen. 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 Before you're seated, turn to a couple people and say, I love history. Okay, you may be seated. I know, I know, I just made some of you lie, didn't I? Now, I... I I just want to share a little bit of history. Please don't nod off. Some people do that. It's almost like Pavlov's dog. You say the word history and they just nod off. But let me give you some historical context for this passage. Now this story arises during a very, very crucial time in Israel's history. The last few chapters of Genesis revealed the story of Joseph. How many of you remember Joseph? Some of you, in fact, are named after him. The story of Joseph and how God supernaturally used Joseph to save the nation of Israel. But Joseph's death is reported in the last few verses of Genesis. And then the first few verses of the book of Exodus which follows right after Genesis, the first few verses contain the words, then a new king who did not know about Joseph came to power in Egypt. In other words, things changed. A new normal. Have things ever changed in your life? (laughs) Duh. Of course, transitions, events happen that we didn't necessarily plan for. A new normal that we're not all that comfortable with. By the way, I just stopped here. I love the book of Proverbs. In fact, I challenge the men of this church. I hope some of you accepted my Proverbs challenge, and that was to read one of the Proverbs every day, like this morning. Hopefully, you read Proverbs 8. 
And ladies, the challenge is available for, for you too also, but I specifically challenge the men. And men, um, on Thursday, July 19th, you will read these words, and they have application here. Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Now, if you've read, if you've read the first five chapters of the book of Exodus, or perhaps you took your kids to see the movie The Prince of Egypt, then you know, you know about Moses' encounter with God in the burning bush. How many of you remember the burning bush story? I'm, I'm, I'm old enough to remember back when I was a little boy in Sunday school and we used flannel graphs. Any flannel graph alumni here? And some of you young people are saying, that sounds dumb. Well, I still remember that flannel graph of the burning bush. Yeah, that incredible incident where God revealed himself to Moses in the burning bush. And then Moses returned from the desert where he was, and he goes back to where his people are. And he announces to the Israelites that God had sent him to lead them out of slavery and bondage. Then Moses and Aaron go confront Pharaoh. And they ask Pharaoh to let the people go, if only to go for a few days to celebrate a festival in the desert. But if you know the story, you know that Pharaoh did not respond favorably. No, in fact, he responds by making the people's work even harder. Up to this point, they had been able to use straw in the making of bricks. Now again, they've been slaves and their job as slaves is to make bricks for the buildings there. Made it easier to have straw in the fiber of the bricks. But because Moses and Aaron go confront Pharaoh, Pharaoh says, okay, no more straw. But your quota of bricks is still going to be the same. Needless to say, Things did not go quite as Moses had planned. No doubt Moses had thought, hey, when I show up, Pharaoh is going to give in. Because isn't that really what God had promised? He thought Pharaoh would give in and we're going to get out of here. But now back, back to our text. Exodus 5.22, the text that we read, is a dialogue between Moses and God. You already picked this up, no doubt, but it begins as a gripe session. Before we scream too loudly at Moses, how many of you have ever had a gripe session with God? (laughs) Moses is complaining to God about how the scene has played out thus far. But there's one particular verse of chapter 6 that I want to focus on today. Before I focus on it, I want to make sure that you catch what's happening. Moses has complained to God, and instead of God just striking him with lightning, how dare you gripe to me? How many of you are glad for the grace of God? 
Moses complains to God, and then God answers with a strong word that promises deliverance and victory. So now Moses relays the message from God to the people, and I paraphrase, he says, Folks, listen up. God has spoken clearly to me. He is with us. He's not abandoned us. He will get us out of here if we will just trust him. But notice how they responded. Verse 9. Did you catch it? But they would not listen to him because of their discouragement and cruel bondage. They wouldn't listen to him. The title of my sermon on your outline there is Deafness Because of Discouragement. Or you could say it's I can't hear you. They would not listen because of their discouragement, their cruel bondage. I, I see this as one of the sadder verses in Scripture. They couldn't hear what God was saying to them because of their discouragement, because of how things were so bad. The King James Bible translates the word as anguish of spirit. The Hebrew word really is only used once in the Old Testament, and that's here. It's the word katzer. And it means distress. Their spirits had been crushed. They were irritated. They had lost all hope. And no doubt they were also just a tad cynical. Anyone here ever been cynical in the midst of your discouragement? You may not have been cynical, but perhaps you're sitting near someone that as you look at them, you say, I bet they've been cynical before. (laughs) Yeah. And why do I say they were probably a little cynical? Because some guy named Moses (laughs) comes on the scene and he announces some grandiose stuff to them. And what happens? Things get worse. But now before we get too harsh with these folks, I want you to remember again a little bit of history. Things were indeed awful for them. Conditions were terrible. They had been in bondage for a long, long time, approximately 100 years. Think about that. Some of us feel like if I've gone 48 hours in the pits of discouragement, I'm toast. These people had been in bondage for 100 years. It was all they had known. And remember, they had not yet seen Charlton Heston in the Ten Commandments (laughs) defeating Ewell Brenner. They hadn't seen the prince of Egypt. No, they didn't know the rest of the story. Oh, they had heard the stories that had been told 
to them. They knew the rich history of how God had sovereignly, miraculously brought Joseph into power in Egypt many years before, and the people of God had enjoyed the favor of the Egyptian leaders. But now things had changed. They were no longer the favored ones. They were no longer the Pharaoh's pets. You see, the new king, the new Pharaoh, only wanted to use and abuse the Jewish people. And now some new guy on the block, Moses, who, by the way, had a checkered past, he comes along and makes all sorts of Campaign promises. But now he appears a little bit clueless, doesn't he? His approval ratings are extremely low. And where, where was God? You say, Pastor Bob, I appreciate history, but Pastor Bob... What did these verses in the Old Testament have to do with me? What's the application for my life? Men and women, I believe this text, these verses, this verse, verse 9, not only describes the plight of the children of Israel 3,500 years ago, but it also describes so many of us in 2018. It's a commentary not only of, about the difficult conditions the people of God were facing, but it's also quite possible it's a commentary on the lives of so many in our culture. And could it be the reason God has nudged me to preach this message today at Life Church is that there are people here today in this sanctuary, maybe some watching on the computer, live stream, who are in the same kind of predicament as the, as the Israelites. Maybe, maybe you're here today and you have never been more discouraged than you are today. Maybe you are here and you are in bondage and it is cruel, harsh, Bondage. I'm not here today with any kind of cookie-cutter formula. Just say a couple little happy words. We're not going to sing the song, Don't Worry, Be Happy, at the end of the service. No, I'm here today just to say to each one of you, And for most of you, this, this won't be earth-shattering news, but you need to hear it again. I need to hear it again. It's going to be up on the screen, and you can write in the blanks in your insert if you want. Here it is. God knows exactly who and where you are. You may say, that's not very deep theology. No, I beg to differ, sir. It's the foundation of what we believe as followers of the God of the Bible. That God knows exactly who you are. 
You may be in the shadows today. God knows who you are. He knows where you are in your life. The Bible says he knew you before you were even in your mother's womb. You, man, sir, you are not an accident. He knows your story. He knows your tears. He knows your anguish. And he does want to speak words of truth, of comfort and direction into your life. Could it be, could it be that God is trying to speak to us today? Could it be that God wants to speak to you today? Now we know we have his word that we can read, but perhaps every time you try to read his word, the Bible, maybe it's hard for you to believe the promises because of the darkness that seems to surround you. It's like we can't hear him. There is deafness due to discouragement. It's true. Men and women, discouragement is all around us. We live in a broken, in a sick, in a violent world. There is heartache. There is grief. There's despair. And and have you noticed? There's anger all around us. Incredible things are happening in the world. So often that corporate discouragement The discouragement that we see on the news about world events, sometimes it can impact us and keep us down. Now, just real quickly and very basic, how are many of us like the Israelites? Well, it's obvious. First of all, many of us may be discouraged. There is discouragement. What are the types of discouragement that we may face? Well, one that I just simply call physical discouragement. Yes, the Bible says we are fearfully and wonderfully made, but sometimes (sighs) things get out of whack in our bodies. Amen? Some of you are 25 or 30, you're saying, oh no, not me. And the rest of us just say, wait. Could be physical discouragement. Some of you have faced diagnoses. Some of you are facing some testing. Some of you may be facing surgery, a chronic illness, terminal diagnosis perhaps. Maybe there's fatigue or sleep issues that do impact us. I'm I'm one that has sleep issues. Perhaps it's not getting enough exercise Now you're saying, don't go there, Pastor. Maybe it's a bad diet. Whatever it may be, it may be clinical depression, physical discouragement, and right into emotional discouragement. That's very much linked with the physical. Again, there may be some clinical depression going on. Maybe there's broken relationships. Maybe there's a breakup of a family, a breakup of a marriage, family issues. Maybe there's disappointments in a marriage, emotional discouragement. Maybe there's financial discouragement, job-related 
discouragement. Maybe you're here, maybe you're looking for a job. Maybe you're here and you hate your job. Discouragement. Maybe you're in massive debt. Maybe your spending habits have caught up with you or some unforeseen things happen that were out of your control. Or maybe there's church discouragement. Maybe you've been hurt or wounded by Christians. I spoke with a with a man this past week who had been hurt by other Christians years ago. They had actually, people in his church had swindled him out of finances and he was bruised. There was discouragement. No doubt many of us here face discouragement. The types that I shared, maybe it's a type that I haven't shared. The second way many of us are like the Israelites, bondage cruel bondage. Now, the Israelites were literally enslaved. They were forced to do hard labor. Most of us here are not in that kind of bondage. But there are other bondages. There are addictions. Alcohol addiction. Drug addiction. Tobacco addiction. Pornography. Sexual addiction addictions, perhaps eating habits, an addiction there, maybe gambling, too many trips to Wendover and Vegas. Maybe there's an addiction. This is where I'm going to really get in trouble. An addiction to your phone. By the way, did you know that in the same way the manufacturers of cigarettes deliberately put nicotine in so people would be addicted. So the creators of our smartphones have put in some kind of stuff in there that cause addictions. <laughs> some of you, you couldn't even last the 30 minutes the last 30 minutes, you had to jack <laughs> What if there's a Facebook post that's important? Yeah. Yeah. Addictions might be a love of money. Maybe it's what I call a basic bondage. Maybe you're here today and you're a slave. Maybe you would react negatively to be called a slave because you say, I, I'm not in forced labor to anyone, but you're a slave to your selfish, ego-centered nature. You're what the Bible calls a slave to sin. You've never come clean before God. You've never acknowledged the fact that you've sinned against God, that you've messed up. You've never cried out to Jesus saying, here I am, Lord, forgive my sin. I believe you died for me on the cross. Yeah. I have great news. I have great news for everyone here, especially if you are in the pits of, of despair, if you're discouraged or you are in bondage, I have great news. The God of the Bible still 
speaks today. And I want you to notice, remember back in the text we read, verse 5 of chapter 6, God said, I have heard the groaning of the Israelites. That same God, ma'am, that same God has heard your groaning. He knows about your tears. He knows about your disillusionment. Give the God of the Bible a chance in your life. Give him yet another chance in your life. Yes, maybe things have changed in your life, changed for the worse. But cry out to him in the midst of your despair, in the midst of your discouragement, in the midst of your bondage, and he will hear you, and he will answer. Just one more thing before I wrap things up. Remember. Remember that this sad verse... Verse 9 occurs just before one of the most remarkable moments in Jewish history, their deliverance. Think about that. Just before their deliverance is this verse. They could not listen because of their despair. They did not know that their journey into the promised land was right in front of them. May it not be said of us, hear me, hear me. May it not be said of us, we gave up just before God's answer came. Stand with me, would you? This is Pastor Eric. Thanks so much for checking out our Life Church podcast. We pray that it's a blessing to you. For more information about Life Church, check us out at lifechurchutah.com.